Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ryan Lee. Touchdown, Patriots! Do you know if one will call plays when the regular season arrives? Yeah, well, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll work it out. The Rich Eisen Show. The Browns are considering acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo if Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension is extended. Earlier on the show, Washington State Athletic Director Pat Chan. Denver Post Broncos writer Ryan O'Halloran. Coming up, ESPN NFL reporter Lindsey Theory. Associated Press sports writer Josh Dubow. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here filling in for Rich this week uh, alongside TJ Jefferson, Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. Uh, Really excited to bring on our next guest. Uh, I've known her for quite a while. Uh, She started her career, actually, in my hometown of Great Falls, Montana, uh, in her broadcasting, and it's taken her all over the country. She's now here in Los Angeles covering the NFL for ESPN. Uh, The only issue is she is a Husky. That's that's the only thing that. That's, but I thought since we had Pat Chun on and and I'm a Cougar, we had to we had to kind of fair and balance. even the sk- scales right. a little bit by bringing on a, a former Husky. Well, welcome to the show, Lindsay Theory from ESPN. Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? Uh, happy to join you, even though you're a Cougar, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, that's it's 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 a tough tough life to live. I understand. Um, so. Um, you you've kind of made the jump more onto the side of the Chargers this year, but you were you were front and center for the uh, the Rams uh, run to the Super Bowl a year ago. This off season's been uh, pretty quiet. I, I would argue it's been pretty quiet for a team that just won the Super Bowl, right? They extended Matthew Stafford, they extended uh, um, Sean McVay, but this team added some pieces that I think are going to be difference makers for a team trying to uh, repeat as uh, as Super Bowl champs. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, the probably biggest need that they needed uh, going into the offseason, biggest need they needed, that's a smart one, uh, had to be Allen Robinson, right? Um, OBJ out there as a free agent. Um, you know, they couldn't keep Robert Woods around. Um, so they have another target for Matthew Stafford. Obviously, that's going to be really important. I'm um, going into the season. Cooper Cup can do a lot. He can't do absolutely everything. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to watch that connection. Uh, also, this year it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I think a lot of people forgot that they drafted Tutu Atwell last year in the second round. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how he pans out as a as a target for Matthew Stafford as well. Uh- OBJ's name keeps getting kind of brought up from time to time. You know, it just floated around. He was an incredible asset to this team. And if he doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, they probably, I think, 
uh, dominate that Cincinnati Bengals team. Is there uh, uh, Sean McVay and and uh, and that organization kind of keeping the the dialogue open in case uh, they need something, especially when he gets healthy? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sean McVay uh, has kind of openly campaigned at some points. You know, mentioning OBJ. Uh, obviously, he crashed Sean McVay's wedding this summer, uh, so that was kind of something notable. But uh, at the end of the day, right, OBJ probably wants to go where he wants to get paid. Uh, keeping an eye on Vaughn Miller, he did a little recruiting to OBJ when he came to the Rams. Now Vaughn's in Buffalo. He's uh, put out a few recruiting notes there to have him join the Bills. So uh, it's going to be really interesting where OBJ eventually lands if the Rams can maybe get a deal done for him sooner than anybody else who might be in the receiver market. All right, Matthew Stafford's uh, uh, elbow has been a, a conversation piece this this uh, this summer, getting ready for camp and in camp. Uh, what are we to make of that, and how has he come along here the last couple weeks? Yeah, you know, I make quite a bit of it. Matthew Stafford's a guy who's played through a lot of injuries, and he never lets on that anything is uh, hurt. You know, I remember last season very pointedly saying, like, are you okay? And he said, I'm totally fine. And I asked him if he'd ever admit to not being fine. He goes, yep, probably not. Uh, Most definitely not. So uh, the fact that Sean McVay said that the elbow was bothering him, I I think is worrisome. Um, Obviously, the Rams have him on a program to try to mitigate that. Uh, By all accounts, he's been out there throwing. It's looked great. Uh, But you probably would be safe to be concerned. Um, about you know the wear and tear over the span of a season and what that could do to an elbow that's already kind of on a pitch count. We're speaking with Lindsey Theory, ESPN NFL reporter, really based around the LA programs here in Los Angeles. Let's uh, let's move to the other sideline of SoFi Stadium and uh, my former team, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I, I think Justin Herbert has a real chance to to, to vie for an MVP and, and get his team to a place. He could be the best quarterback in all the NFL after the season's over. How have you seen him develop this offseason? And, and it camps just seems so much more simplified and easy for him this year. It just looks like he's in full control of everything he's got going on. Definitely. You said it. I mean, he just kind of walks around with confidence with poison. Why wouldn't you after the season he had? Uh, to see how he's kind of taking command of this offense. You know, there's been a few times that at practice, some of the new additions maybe aren't running the right routes, aren't in the right places, and Justin has no problem telling them where they need to be and making sure that uh, they don't make the same mistake twice. Um, watching him throw a football up close as often as I have now at training camp has been, uh, I hate to sound corny, but a thing of beauty. I mean, this guy can put the ball anywhere. He always places it perfectly for his receivers just out of the reach of the DBs. And uh, his connection with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams appears to be really great. Uh, they added uh, DeAndre Carter, who might be a guy who can make a breakaway down the field, mostly as a return specialist. But uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch him uh, maybe in some plays on offense as well. But uh, Justin Herbert has, has great command of his offense, and even uh, his veteran center, Corey Lindsley, said that uh, – where he used to have to make more suggestions to Justin uh, as a young QB. Justin's kind of stepping in and, and knows the protections, knows what he's seeing across the line. So I think it's going to be a really exciting season for him. I, I agree with you. I think it's, 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 he's ripe for, for taking over this league as the new face at the quarterback position. Um, the changes on the defensive side of the football, I think, are, are what makes this team a real danger to a lot of other people because of the addition of Cleo Mack. I think a lot of people thought maybe because of the injuries in Chicago, the way they were willing to get rid of him with the trade, and then adding Jackson at the corner just makes this a team that, that is, is, is dangerous 
for a lot of people. And and so speak to the defensive changes and how that's going to you know build this team back. Yeah, you know, Brandon Staley, I didn't mince words apparently this offseason, let them know we have a really good team, but we aren't good enough on defense to get where we need to go. So that's really where they made the significant upgrades this offseason, made a trade that uh, I don't know historically that Tom Telesco would have made. They go uh, pick up a free agent signing in J.C. Jackson, which is also very aggressive um, by the kind of previous Chargers way of doing things. Uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, I don't know there's many people out there that wouldn't say that they're among the top pass rushing duos out there, even as Khalil Mack tries to come off that injury that limited him to seven games last season. Uh, those two guys have been really fun to watch throughout camp. I mean, they're always together, whether it's taking a knee on the sideline, whether it's just kind of going over things uh, when they're going through position group drills. And uh, Khalil Mack kind of described it to me what they have. I mean, he's a guy who just wants to get out after the quarterback, no matter uh, how possible. And uh, Joey Bosa is a guy who's, who he described more of a technician. He wants to get after the tackle in order to get to the quarterback. So he said they have really complementary styles, but do it completely different. So they're both kind of learning some stuff from each other. And Joey, for his part, said, to have a competitor like Khalil out there every day, it's making him that much better too. Uh, Derwin James, right? Uh, early in camp, conversation is how the extension is going to go. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there hasn't been an extension or a new contract. There's he, he was doing the little holding part. What, what's what's the situation there, and and where is the team at with Derwin James? Yeah, you're definitely not mistaken. There's a hold-in situation. It has to be like the friendliest contract situation I've ever seen uh, where the player's not actually out on the field. I mean, Derwin James is there every day. He goes through walkthrough, then he goes to another field, does some agility work, walks by reporters, says, hey, how's it going? He's out there with his teammates. Um, So there's nothing kind of hostile about any of this, but he does not have a new contract in hand and isn't going to be out there practicing until he does. You know, at the open of camp, everyone seemed pretty calm about it. Coaches, oh, it's going to get done. Uh, as camp has worn on, uh, there's, I believe, only six practices left, maybe five, um, including joint practices coming up against the Cowboys. Uh, you kind of sense an increase in urgency, like, okay, we need to get this Derwin deal done. We have an entirely uh, kind of new set of defensive personnel. And Derwin, as his teammates said, is really the heart of the defense and the heart of the team. And while practices have been pretty intense, I think that they are missing something out there. You can't help but think, well, who's the vocal guy? Who's the guy that's really amping this defense up, especially in the secondary? And it's Derwin James. I think it's been a noticeable absence throughout training camp. And my sense is, uh, in asking Brandon Staley about it daily, uh, he's getting pretty eager, if not anxious, to get Derwin back out there on the field. When uh, when do you think, Lindsay, that this starts to become you know a necessity? Like we got to get this done. Is it is is there are they just far apart on 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 some things? Or it, it seems like it's been kept pretty quiet too in terms of the negotiations. But what at some point do they say, hey, you know, we got the we have to move on this, or we're gonna we're gonna ruin something? That has a real good chance of being special this year. Yeah, well, when you look at it, the Chargers, I mean, their first week of the season, that schedule is not for the faint of heart, right? They open against the Raiders, and then five days later, on a Thursday night, they're going to go to Kansas City and get the Chiefs. Uh, So you probably would like to have Derwin available to practice uh, at least for a full week, if not two full weeks. Um, so we can obviously just kind of get his football legs under him, so to speak, and then get into the game planning because they're going to be cramming to have two uh, division matchups 
right off the bat. So I, I, if you're the Chargers, you're probably, again, you're like just starting to feel anxious that you need to get this done. And kind of what I've been told about just Derwin and his character, uh, he's probably a guy that at some point is going to say, like, let's just get this done. He loves football so much. Um, obviously, these guys all want to get paid, all deserve what, what they want um, on some degree. But uh, from my understanding on how both sides are playing, it will get done before the season. Um, it's just a matter of whether Brandon Staley has Derwin out there enough to feel super confident about the game plan with two division opponents in five days. We're speaking with Lindsay Theory, ESPN um, reporter. Um, just wanted to tell you congratulations on the baby. And yeah. uh, and just, you know, who would have thought? I don't know what it was now. Just over 10 years ago uh, yeah. in, in Great Falls, Montana. We're both in Los Angeles doing some fun things with a neat platform. So congratulations. You have a great season covering uh, the NFL for ESPN. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. You bet. Lindsay Theory, everybody, ESPN NFL writer and reporter, talking all things Rams and Chargers. Uh, the, the Derwin James thing is, for me, is a bit interesting because I was, it had been so far out of my mindset. I hadn't heard much about it. I even had to ask Mike, uh, you know, is, is that Holden still going on? Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't practiced in two weeks. He's there, like Lindsay said. He's not in the field. Right. But this is a really interesting career that Derwin's had. I mean, he came out gangbusters in his first year. He was all pro as a rookie. Uh, three interceptions. Just He was second defensive player rookie of the year uh, of voting. And then since then, he's only played 20 games in the last three seasons. And so this is a guy we know how great he could be. But he hasn't been out there with the consistency because of injuries. And, and maybe so, that's the conversation in all this. Maybe there's some escalators in these contracts yeah. that are saying, hey, we want to. We want to compensate you for for being the leader on this defense and doing the job. you got to do the job, though. So, I mean, if you're, if you're out playing, and, and maybe not incentives in terms of statistics, but just playing time. Like, if you're healthy... You're going to get the bag of cash yeah, here. But yeah. if you're not, which has been the evidence over the last three years, you know, we don't want to be on the hook for a bunch of money right. for a guy sitting on the sideline. And of course, the player, you know, he wants guaranteed money, uh, you know, generational wealth for, for him and his family because he knows how limited it is, and especially because of the injuries the last few years. So that's, I mean, that's a big part of it. So I, I, I get that. Yeah, totally. And he did play 15 games last year. So he has trended in the right direction. He is coming off of a full season. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl last year, but. Obviously, injuries kind of took away 19 and 20 for him. So, you know, we'll see. Obviously, he's a huge part of that defense that now has Khalil Mack. And obviously, they're going to have to really play well in the back end in that division that has Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, now Russell Wilson. Uh, So hopefully they can get a deal done soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, uh, Taking the kiddo out to Chargers practice on Tuesday. Is is that when the Cowboys are going to be in town? You're going to stay here, right? I'm not sure what their schedule is. They're playing anymore. next Friday, so they'll, they're will they definitely, they got to be here. They're playing what? The Rams or the Chargers? Oh, the Chargers. Oh, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I don't Cowboys. know what day they're leaving. The Oxford, Cowboys are though. playing the Chargers next Friday. That's awesome. Look that up. So, so they got to be in town. That would be cool. That'd be cool to be out of Chargers camp and see the uh, Cowboys and see uh, two of my old teams, right? Yeah. That would be fun. All right. Uh, Premier League Saturday, everybody. Cristiano, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United head to Brentford. Premier League morning, Saturday, 1230 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. 
little Premier League mornings, Brentford and Man United, Ronaldo. Uh, I, I got to experience a little bit of the Premier League when I lived in London last year uh, with the family. Uh, we, we're, we were going to go to a game, but it got canceled because of COVID. So <laughs> I tried. I tried to get into soccer. I've told you guys before that soccer, you know, soccer's limited for me. I, uh, I mean, I'm soccer. so pumped the Premier League is back. I like it. I, I like all sports. I like I like that people are excited about it. I can't believe how much money they make to play soccer, but they do. Um, all right, when we come back, Josh Dubow, AP sports writer around the NFL, is going to join us uh, to talk a little bit more about the NFL when we come back. You're listening to The Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Lee, filling in for Rich. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here filling in for Rich, uh, putting a bow on this show after four great days. Um, All of you watching on Peacock got to see Will Ferrell there dressed as Jesus in one of his last. uh, Every time I guest host, uh, the talent bookers always um, and guest bookers always ask me, you know, what my list of and and I almost have it cut and paste now. Like Will Ferrell is at the top. (laughs) <laughs> like get him in this chair here. People say I sound like Will Ferrell. I get that a lot. I, I get that a lot. I'd love for him to be on this show. I'm a big fan of his. Like Anchorman may be one of my favorite movies of all time. I can quote it almost verbatim. Uh, I'd love that. And Rich, if you're listening, you have pull. You've got him on the show a hundred times. You know, just you know, throw a bro a little, you know, a little, a little egg here, or there, bone. right? You know, help help a brother out. Have Will Ferrell. <laughs> Instead, which I think may be a little bit better here, uh, we were able to get Josh Dubow on the show today. And AP sports writer, NFL-oriented. Um, but also, I think the bigger story in all this, he married a kook. Uh, and that, 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 makes him, that makes him aces in my book, a Washington State cougar. Oh, Washington okay. State. Yeah, I, mean, I thought she, she was older than the movie. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, let's welcome to the show Josh Dubow. <laughs> Josh, how we doing, buddy? 
I'm doing well. Great to be on with you, Ryan. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure you couldn't deny, you know, the the attraction to a Washington State Cougar, and that just it must have been, you know, uh, you know, just you know, for, love at first sight. I'm assuming. Of course, yeah, the, it's quite a place. I, I've not been to Pullman. I will, I will say that, but I gotten to know a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of Cougs through her, and uh, you're all great people. And my cousin by marriage is coaching basketball there right now is the basketball coach there so big cougar fan here so oh awesome i like it i like it all right um uh where do you want to start right where, where, where do you feel like uh we're sitting at in terms of uh the nfl right now you know heading into the first preseason games uh, kind of the state of the union right now where would you like to start wherever you wherever you want i guess uh, you know um it's always an interesting time of year we got uh you know i think the AFC is probably the most interesting conference right now. Just you have so many, so many good teams. You're going to have some teams with a lot of high hopes who are not going to be able to make the playoffs. There, it's going to be you know it's going to be a quite a quite a battle in the AFC. I think the NFC is probably a little less so, but um, the AFC should be a lot of fun this year. You got about ten or eleven teams who I think probably all think that they are playoff teams or better. So. Um, Maybe we'll start there. So. Well, okay, let's do that. All right. Uh, you know, we just we just had uh, Lindsay Theory on. She was talking about the Chargers' uh, expectations in a division that's probably the most, you know, competitive that there is, right? There's four teams. Now, four teams can't make the playoffs. Three teams can, and we've seen that happen from divisions. Well, four, could, four could now because you had the seventh, seventh team. You could get three wild cards. Really? Yeah, because you, you get four division winners. Wow. I didn't do the yeah, math that on possible. that one. Yeah, that is possible. Um is, is, is that is that a real possibility? Do you think, or is it because of how competitive it is that they could just eat their own? And the AFC West is is in a scenario where they have wild card teams, um, and, and and the division winner would only get one game at home because they just beat each other up. Yeah, I think it would be pretty difficult to get four because you figure, you know, obviously they're all playing each other twice, so uh, someone's got, got got to lose those games. Um, but and you know you have some, you know, whether it's you know Cincinnati, Baltimore, and who knows with Cleveland and, and the in the north, so you, you, know, you have a chance of a wild card team there. You got New England, Miami, Buffalo in the in the east, so a chance of a wild card team there. So it'd be pretty unlikely to get to get all four teams in, in, from the AFC West in. I think uh, you know at least one of them will probably end up on, end up on the short end, and um, you know, especially playing each other twice. And they're playing the NFC West too that division, so they all have a pretty tough schedule. But um, if, if there is but, it, out of the out of the four teams, what out of the four teams, which one? do you think would have the most difficulty uh, and, and not make the playoffs? I think it's got to be the Raiders. Um, you, know, I, you know, I know they made the playoffs last year. They were ahead of, you know, beat the Chargers in that great week 18 game and finished ahead of the Broncos. But, you know, I think you, know, you, you look at that, you know, I think, uh, and clearly Herbert and Mahomes are the best two quarterbacks in the division. I, I think Russell Wilson is better than Carr, um, you know, and Carr is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's you know, quite on the level of those other three. I think, the offensive line's got a lot, a lot of questions with the Raiders, and the defense as well. I think the defense probably—it's probably the weakest offensive line and weakest defense in the in the AFC West. Um, you know, and at best, the third best quarterback or the fourth best quarterback. So it seems, it seems as you know, as high as hopes are there with Devontae Adams there, and obviously that offense could be fun with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Derek Carr. But I think they're they're the fourth, All right. and fourth in the division. Uh, we're speaking with Josh Debeau, uh, Associated Press sports writer for the NFL. Um, on the NFC side of things, right, I think it's, you know, what's so great and interesting about the AFC is there's just a lot of youth at the quarterback position, 
Uh, a lot of interest there on the NFC side. It, it feels like you know you have the veterans that have been around for a while. Matthew Stafford looking for a, a repeat, but also Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. What have you made of uh, the Tom Brady um, leave of absence that was announced yesterday? It's a, it's a little interesting. You know, I think uh, you know they say it was a planned leave of absence. I don't know much sure why they waited until now to announce that it was planned. You know, I think uh, I remember when Richard Seymour was on the Raiders, he, in order to show up after that trade from New England, he got a few concessions about being able to leave early, like not stay around for bye weeks and, and you know, miss a couple little things uh, here and there. You know, I don't know why that, that they sort of hid this and just threw it on us, but uh, um, it's definitely a little interesting. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, veteran players now going to their agents saying, hey, can I, can I get this deal? Can I get this week or two training camp? It's a uh, you know, it gets a little long for some of these veteran players. I, I think there, I think there are a few others who might who might want to sign up for the, uh, you know, the Brady deal there. Yeah, I think a lot of players would. Uh, but I mean, if there's anybody that's probably earned it, is the guy, the seven-time champion, yeah. <laughs> a future Hall of Famer. Um, tonight, Jacksonville and, and Cleveland uh, are going to take the field, and it sounds and looks like um, there isn't going to be a. Um, a result from the appeals process around Deshaun Watson. So it looks like. We're going to see the first football played by Deshaun Watson since uh, before all this went down and before last year even started. What, what's your thought process around that and uh, whether this is, is you know good for the NFL or not? Uh, you know, I don't think it's great for the NFL. You know, I think they'd like to get this resolved. And right. I, think, um, you know, I think everyone would like to get this resolved. I'm sure the Browns want to know. You know how long Deshaun's out for, um, and you know whether they need to, you know, maybe make a run into Jimmy Garoppolo, or whether it's short enough where they think Jacoby Brissett can handle it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think everyone would sort of like a resolution of it, um, but you know, for whatever reason, you know, it, it is dragging out a little bit. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, obviously, we haven't seen him play for you know a year and a half, um, so it'll be interesting to see how he looks out there, you know, in in-game action, um, but. You know, I think it seemed, you know, it seemed the, the signs are all pointing toward we're not going to see a lot of Sean Watson once the regular season starts, whether it's, you know, I think it seems pretty clear that the arbitrator is going to increase, increase the suspension on appeal. And, you know, the, question, the only question is whether it's the full year or something shorter at this point. Speaking with Josh DeBow, Associated Press sports writer uh, for the NFL. All right, we'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, little prediction. Um, at, last year I picked Buffalo versus Green Bay. I haven't quite fallen on where I'm going to go this year, but I'm still trending in the direction of the Buffalo Bills and seeing if they can rebound from that just devastating loss at Kansas City a year ago. Where where do you think the the NFL plays out this year, and who do you think plays in the big game? I'm with you on Buffalo. I think I, yeah, I think Josh Allen's great. I think that that, that team doesn't have a, you know probably doesn't have, have any glaring weakness at all. Um, I think this might be their year to get through. And then the NFC. Um, it's hard. It's always hard to bet against Tom Brady um, when he's, when, yeah, they got talent. You know, he's got receivers on that team. He's got, yeah, I think the offensive line should still be good enough. Um, I'll go with I'll, I'll go with Buffalo against Tampa Bay, and with Buffalo winning it. All right, Josh Dubow, everybody from the Associated Press, joining us. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, tell your wife go Cougs, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to thanks, you soon. Ryan. Yep, sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. All right. it. Josh Dubow, Associated Press. Uh, sports writer for the NFL. Uh, go take a listen to uh, or read his latest article about the 2021 quarterback class and where that sits right now. Um, you know, he had some good points around. I, 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 
for whatever reason, I had it fixated in my mind that there couldn't be four teams from one division, but there, but there can be because there's three other divisions then, right? So, I mean, realistic, I mean, it's, it's technically, it, technically it unlikely, happen. but it could happen. Right. So if yeah, you look at the happen. AFC East, you say Buffalo's in as the division champion. Right. And then, you know, either New England and Miami as a wild card, maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I think if New England or Miami make it, they're either the six or seven seed. I, I don't think they would be, you know, the five seed at all. All right. AFC South. Tennessee was the number one overall seed a year ago. I, I suspect they'll be in contention again alongside maybe Indianapolis. There, there's, there's, those are the two teams vying for those spots, right? I think Indy wins the division. Uh, they're in. And I think Tennessee's kind of like New England and Miami. They're just kind of fighting to kind of get back into the playoff mix. I, I don't think they'll be the one seed. I don't think. Not when you lose well, we a player. We didn't think they like, were going to be last year either, too. No, so. we lose a player like A.J. Brown, though. I think there's certainly a, a drop-off there. Um, I think Tennessee's going to struggle to make the playoffs this year. All right, you move over to the uh, um, the other division in the AFC, the North, right? Which, I mean, if Deshaun can go, that Cleveland Browns team is a different team. But Cincinnati played for the Super Bowl a year ago. Baltimore's going to be rejuvenated. Hopefully, Lamar Jackson will be under a new contract. Uh, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? I mean, those are. I think there's. I mean, Pittsburgh Steelers went to the playoffs a year ago, where it was supposed to be kind of a rebuilding type of year, uh, and Ben Roethlisberger's last year. So, I mean, that there's four teams, uh, very capable of not only winning the division but also uh, being a wild card team. I think you're going to get a situation where Baltimore gets back to the Baltimore we're used to seeing. I think they win the division. And I think uh, Cincinnati's going to be in that mix for a wild card. Uh, I, I don't think Pittsburgh or Cleveland will sniff the playoffs this year. They looked really good against the Ravens a year ago. The Cincinnati Bengals hanging, what, 82 points on them in two games. Yeah. You know, defense was decimated. Don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson and his injuries. But, yeah, I mean, that, that alone right there makes it very difficult to see multiple teams out of the AFC West, and I'm talking three at least. You know, well, We've seen it in other divisions, and, and, and it very well could be the case and will be the case because of that seventh added, added team. But uh, playing against each other like that, week in, week out, um, I forgot to look at what the Chargers have in week one and two, right? Raiders and then at the Chiefs on Thursday night. This is Amazon's first Thursday night game, right? Because I think NBC has the, the first Thursday night game yeah, you're right. Chargers Chiefs right out of the gate Thursday night football. Wow. Yeah. Uh um I remember when that when that was announced the night of the draft, I like reached out to my boss at Westwood One, Howie Denneroff, and I was like, Hey, I want that game. I didn't get that game. I'm just I mean, putting that out there. I mean, let's be realistic. Chances of Chargers open 0 2. There is a real chance. Their last they they lost to the uh, the Raiders to end the season a year ago. Um they have not been I mean they've Justin Herbert's had success against the Chiefs, right? He, he true. That's he's true. Had really, you know, last year their last home game against the Chiefs, uh, Brandon Staley really made some some interesting decisions, and they weren't able to execute on fourth downs, and, and ultimately lost that game to the Chiefs, which I think cost them that that playoff opportunity. So yeah, I mean Arrowhead on a short week. I mean you don't have to tell anybody about what Arrowhead is like, um, and and at night uh, under the lights, the whole world watching is. As uh, you know, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit start the start the Amazon Prime first streaming only 
um, game that we've seen in, in the history. I mean, that's a, that's a great kickoff for Al and Kirk Herbstreit and the rest of the Amazon gang. But look, even if the Chargers do open 0 and 2, let's say worst case scenario, they lose at home to the Raiders, they lose at Arrowhead uh, in, in the first Thursday night game. They have several get right games right in a row. They have Jacksonville, they have Houston, they have Cleveland, uh, presumably without Deshaun Watson. Uh, even they have Denver at home on a Sunday night. Uh, they have the Seahawks, who are going to be down, Falcons. So they have a nice stretch there where they can, even if they stumble out of the gate. So they play the NFC, they play the NFC South. When do they, they could play? potentially win six games in a row, and suddenly they're 6-2 and two looking really pretty. When do they play Tampa Bay? Do they play Tampa Bay? They don't play Tampa Bay. Oh, so those are just kind of some off games, Atlanta and... Uh... Well, that Atlanta is... Um, Probably they finished at the same slot in their division, yep. so okay. they would have been that would have been a third place division game. Okay, I guess. third place division game. Okay, that would have been fun to see Justin Herbert versus Tom Brady. If you remember a few years ago in in Justin Herbert's rookie year and that matchup on Monday night against the New Orleans Saints against Drew Brees, uh, it was kind of a coming out party for the world to, the world to see Justin Herbert. I mean, he boy, he looked looked the part. Um, he really did. Heck of a golfer, too, by the way. Is he? Yeah, we played up at Bandon Dunes at the end of June. Played 49 holes in one day together. Opened up the morning with a little uh, little par three course, and then we played 36 Wow, uh, that day. He's a, he can pound it. Like, he, like we get out of the fairway, and, and I hit a good drive. You played with me. You see, I can hit it, I can hit it quite a ways. Ryan can hit it really far, people. I, I'm out in the middle of the fairway looking at my ball, and I, and, and I see his drive, and it's like 50 yards ahead of mine. I mean, so he hit a 370? He's a bomber. Wow. <laughs> His three wood goes 300. Jeez. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Athletes. Athletes, people. Current, current, current athlete. I mean, six, former five. athlete. It's a good way to put it. It's a good I way mean, to put you it. drive it 300 yards. Like, don't. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm yeah, not going mean, to. I mean, I wouldn't it. shy away from that. I mean, let people know that you hit a far golf. I hit bombs. Yeah, you hit bombs. I hit bombs. <laughs> You know, it's important. I hit a lot of, I played yesterday. I hit a lot of fairways. Didn't hit a lot of, if I did hit greens, you know how big the greens are out at Rustic Canyon yeah. here in Northern Cal, or Southern California. I, I had long putts. I did not putt well. I'm not a good putter. Uh, if anybody has some some advice on how to be a better putter, I, I will take that. <laughs> well, Ryan, after the show, I'll work with you. You know, bit, I, right? you know, I probably should spend more time when I'm hosting this show during breaks putting. Over on the, uh, you see what I green. do. Yeah. Eight oh, to I ten do. footers, eight to ten footers. You got this, man. I, I need to work on leg putts because I'm a lot of times on those big greens. I'm not near the hole, right? And uh, and I'll three putt those. You know, I think like three of the par fives yesterday. I was on in two. I was on in three, uh, and I think I three putted two of them. So, you know, it's not it's not good. Um, you know, I didn't have anybody walking in front of my line, though. There was a lot of respect <laughs> yesterday. Clearly not at the FedEx playoffs. Scotty Scheffler and Mr. Cam Smith. But all right, when we come back, we're going to put a button on this show. And this week, you're listening to the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan Leaf. I'll be right back. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, 
interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich alongside TJ Jefferson. Yeah, buddy. Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman. Thank you to everybody this week who's made it. Uh, this is absolutely seamless. Uh, slide right into this chair. Uh, the guest bookers, Mike Hoskins, everybody behind the scenes that make this thing just just hum, right? You know, it, it really is. I sit in this chair uh, and, and get to have a blast with you guys. Um, love the opportunity um, Rich, you can take as much time off as you need whenever yeah. you want. Though, I am moving to Connecticut, everybody. Say, yeah, you're leaving us. Uh, you know, we always kind of have some some reflection on the show when I host, and this is this is one of them. It is, um, as I told you guys before the show, I, I wired some money today um, with my wife um, um, to buy my house. Congrats. Bro. I bought a house yeah. in San Diego, right? Um, way back in, in 1999. But I have not been able to afford or even be in the uh, a place where I could own my own house since since then, really. It's not cheap out here. But that's why we're moving to Connecticut. <laughs> uh, and so it's it's a very proud day for me and my family. Congrats, brother. Thank you, both. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we're excited. Um, to to get uh, to the East Coast. I have lived in every corner of the United States except the Northeast. Lived in San Diego, lived in Seattle, lived in Tampa Bay, even Midwest, uh, South Midwest there, Southwest in, in Dallas. Uh, this will be my first venture into the Northeast. Yes, I know it snows uh, <laughs> and I'm moving from LA. That is the hope. And, and anybody out there uh, who works in the business of putting together golf simulators. I know there's there's many in that business. I, I need a golf simulator in, in my house because I, I had made a deal uh, initially that living in L.A. was perfect for, that I have to be able to play golf 365 days a year if I choose to. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean I have to play every day, but if I, if if I want, want to, to yeah. like December 15th, I want to go out and get nine holes in with my buddy Chris Brockman here. Hell yeah. I can do it. Not so, not so uh, available in uh, in Central Connecticut, right? <laughs> so I want to put a uh, I want to put a golf simulator in the house. So anybody out there who's got some info, maybe you know, I you know, you could you can show, come show how how one looks like in a house, and I could I could I could promote it for you. I could you know we could do some fun stuff around content. You know, I heard they're pretty expensive. It's my but only you know, fear. You might, you know, you may, I heard Trackman's like I heard Trackman's like thirty thousand dollars. I think it's a little higher. A little higher than that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little higher. Oof. I can't do that. <laughs> Trackman, 
Crack man. <laughs> Hook a brother up. Hook a brother up. <laughs> yeah. Contact Ryan. Contact Rich Eisen Show. We'll contact, contact Rich Ryan Eisen for you. Show. You know, maybe you know at some point there at could Chris be Chris Brockman at Ryan D. Leaf at yeah. Rich Eisen Show. Come at TJ Jefferson since I'm a golfer now. Jiggy. But Cage Brockman's gonna he's gonna be like sponsored by Callaway when he's twelve. I would yeah. think so. so. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So I mean, you know, simulator has to be coming coming down the stretch for him. Yeah, yeah. he'll be a sim in my house <laughs> at some point. My question is, is is golf enthusiasts out there, if you get one of those, do you get the one that's in the ceiling? So, Or do you get the one that's on the floor so you can take it, let's say, to the range with you and get work in both at the range and in the right. simulator? Well, I, I think now you can just have both. Yeah. I think, Ryan. I mean, I think when they're paying, they'll get you the max, uh, the max toys. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, really excited. Um, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, excited for the move. Um, new opportunities in the professional side of things, of course, being closer to ESPN uh, in Bristol, um, and uh, and then just you know being able to raise my family. It was really cool, and I and and I and again, like I I haven't bought many homes uh, in my life, but from what our real estate agent has told us is that you know the people you're buying from, you really don't necessarily get to know, right? It's always done through intermediaries and. And you never get the uh, uh, the chance to truly meet them. And so we asked for a favor. We were hoping to close last week, um, and it, it, it wasn't able to work out in that time frame. But we were going to be in Connecticut, Anna and I, because we had sent MacGyver to his his grandma, grandma and grandpa's house in Montana for the week. So we had a week to ourselves. And so we wanted to go kind of see where we're, our new lives were going to be. So we went out there, and we had reached out to the uh, family's real estate agent to see if we could come by and do some measurements and kind of, you know, see where, see what, you know, normally that's not until you close, it's, you're not around the, the area or anything like that. You would not believe the family that has spent their life in this home, raised their kids. In Connecticut, right? In Connecticut. Was it the McMahons? No, it wasn't the McMahons. <laughs> oh, Who were the McMahons? Vince oh, the, no, no, no. Um, and I just knew he was selling. Yeah. Uh, they're based out of Connecticut, I believe, right? Stanford or something like that. Um, uh, and they let me, they let us into the house. Uh, we got to spend like two full days with them as we, you know, had, oh, wow. had people. I mean, they, they told us about everything and we could express to them how grateful we were mm -hmm. for a place now that we're going to be able to call home and raise our family in. Like I grew up in a house that had a backyard, and not only the backyard, but behind that backyard, there was a football field. There was a, a junior high football field. So, I mean, I had everywhere to go and run and play and everything like that. And I love Los Angeles. It's given me so much, uh, as you can attest to, Chris, uh, yourself, TJ. Love that way, man. Um, but there's a bit of a concrete jungle, right? You, you don't have much space to live that, that, that lifestyle. And I want my son to not only see the seasons change, but I want him to to have the ability to go out and play and run around and, and, uh, and do those types of things. So that was a big uh, motivating factor in all this. But to get back to the, the family that, that is selling the house to us, uh, they couldn't have been kinder, right? Um, um, the gentleman who, who, who owned it is a member at a, a golf course there locally. And when I come back out in, in September, he's going to take me to play a little golf so I can see if this is a, this is a place that I want to, I want to maybe join. Uh, they've been incredibly hospitable, uh, really 
showed us uh, the lay of the land and, and everything like that. So kind of gave you nuances of the house. And yeah. Everything. yeah. I mean, they built it like in 1993, uh, raised two kids in the family there. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's exactly what I want our story to be for the next, you know, 25 years too. Yeah. Right. In that home. I want my, my son and, and hopefully, uh, uh, another child to, to, you know, grow up in that kind of environment and, and to think that I would have, would have even be in this position ten years ago, yep. I mean you're you're so it's a special day. It's a special day, and it's been pretty cool to be hosting the show during some really special days. You know, a couple of years ago was my my ten year sober date, uh, and now another opportunity here to uh, to go do something really special. Um, right, are you on eleven or twelve right now? I'm a ten. You're at ten. Right I'm now. ten. Okay. Yeah, ten at was 10. April first. Okay, that's right. Okay, so. Uh, um, you know, keep those chips for my, my ball mark when I play golf. So I get to see him all the time. <laughs> Sully sent it to me, our boy Sully, who was here Sully, visiting us yeah, on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, uh, he always, it's a really cool. He always, he always shoots me one of those coins uh, every year. One of the real nice ones, you know, um, uh, that's kind of our, our special bond there together uh, and all of that. Um, um, compounding that this week, uh, some really incredible uh, listeners and viewers of the show calling in, being a part of the week. We've had an incredible guest list uh, of people informing us on, on everything going on in the world of sports, especially around the, the NFL and college football. We'd like to thank the head coaches from Kansas, uh, Baylor, and, and Florida State, um, Dave Aranda, Lance Leipold, and Mike Norvell, who have joined us to talk about their programs and what they're building uh, for the future and these young men. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, everybody who's been a part of it, the sponsors, Peacock, everybody, Westwood One, Odyssey, uh, Rich Eisen in particular uh, for, again, giving me this platform uh, to be a part of something really special. And uh, um, I enjoy every single minute of it when, uh, when the opportunity presents itself. I wish it was more often, to be honest with you. Uh, and hopefully, uh, if he still wants me to host the show, even though I'm living on the eastern seaboard, I, I can jump on a plane and come back and spend uh, spend a week with you guys here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. It's always a great you, time, man. Uh, highs and lows of the week, all right? What uh, Ooh. what Ooh. was Ooh. Uh, your guys' um, high Ooh. and maybe low of the week? Let's start with you, Chris Brockman. Man, just putting us uh, I, I just, on, it came on to me. the I thought spot. About, just I like came to me. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. You're going to skip me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you go. You go for yeah, it. You, you got go. something, man? I got to think of this. I love your story. It's amazing. And that's the high. There is no low. Your story, because I was doing news when all that went down, and you're thinking, what's going on? I love your story. That's the high. There is no low. You know and I mean pretty, that. You know what's pretty cool about, about a here, story? Here. That's nice and I mean that. You know what's really cool I mean about that. a story, and thank you, Mike. I, 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 mean I appreciate you guys, is that everybody has one. If you're still here, if you're still standing, you've overcome something, you've overcome some sort of adversity, you're, you're still here. You're just like me. You're a flawed human being with, with uh, the choice to be better every single day. And people talk about being of service, uh, and, and a lot of people lend to donating money or, your, or, or let's say, uh, down at the, uh, at, the, uh, at the mission or something like that. Or really, the best service any other human being can have is just to, to sit with another human being and, and, and share your story with one another. And everybody has it. Each one of you have it. 
I've heard a lot of it, and it's just as inspiring as it mine, as mine. There's there's some unique qualifiers to my story, but but your your story, if you were listening out there, you're here. If you've gotten back up, if you're still a part of all of it, your story is just as important as anybody else's. I got a high this week. So yesterday, uh, so I'm solo dad here for a couple of days. So uh, you know, Sarah's in Providence. So if you're in Providence tonight, go check out Sarah. Um, and we're watching the Patriots Giants game. Uh, we're just sitting sitting down having a having a uh, having a smoothie, Cage and I. And I flipped over to the Red Sox real quick because I just wanted to see the score. And Cage looks at me and goes, "Football." Oh yeah! Like like like, what are you doing? Why did you change the channel? I was watching the game, and I'm like, okay, sorry. Like I'll I'll change it back. Change it back to football. I'm sorry. It's okay, dude. I got you. Oh, that's amazing because because I cannot I cannot get MacGyver to to buy it. He wants. He needs Star Wars. He needs. Well, uh, we watch Cars afterward. Okay, so don't yeah. worry. We ended up watching. There you go. We TJ, how about cars you? Before we get out of here, yeah, he was. You know, I, I just you know, as I tell these guys almost every day, man, I've done a lot of jobs in the twenty plus years that I've been in L.A. Being here every day is a blessing to be able to come and work with your friends, and it never feels like never feels like going to work. But, yeah. you know, the Mets were undefeated this week. I got to hang with you guys. And I made my first trip to SoFi Stadium for the yeah. WrestleMania launch party last night. So that was really cool. It's I want to give a stadium, shout out to it? Chuck Kingsbury and Greg Domino, my guys at WWE, for hooking it up. And yeah, it's been a great so week. So you, you think you. you could you could put in a good word for me with WWE since I'll be near them now out there in Connecticut? <laughs> yeah, man, maybe, I love you it. know, you can hop on commentary with Matt. I love it. All right, everybody, thank you so much for making me a part of your lives this week. I can't wait to do it again here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thanks again.